Die, 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 die. Please stop shooting me. Oh, da, 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 that's the song from Titanic. <laughs> yeah, the you, song were, that you were doing the Christmas I started with. Oh. Get me back in it. Dun, 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 this dun, is dun, not Hans Gruber. <laughs> <laughs> I was funnier earlier when it was spontaneous, but now I can't remember the rhythm of the song. Way to fuck it up. Why the fuck are you shooting me? Yes. Please stop shooting me. <laughs> You're not Gruber. <laughs> Two Christmas in a fucking row. Hilarious joke about being stuck in the vent shaft again. And Why how the Europeans he needs hate you? To get on an elevator again. And there's a basement again, and they're European, but this time it involves air flight. He's not all right, and Holly's fly. And on that note, uh, <laughs> we've decided to continue our absconding of the two stars uh, in favor of quote-unquote Christmas movies. So what are we watching? Die Hard motherfucking 2. It'll be coming to you on Tuesday. Is it Die Harder? What no, is? it's just I. I think it's just Die Hard too. It might be Die Harder. Don't close the laptop. When Not you're closing done the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what set us off last time. Die Hard Two. So, yeah, we is were... just Die Hard Two. Oh, yeah. That's... Which one's Die Harder? I don't know, but I'll look. Die Harder. There is no Die Harder. Is there uh, a Die Harder? Yeah, it popped up in the Wikipedia when I was looking up. Nope. That's a lie. We'll, 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 we'll figure that out and we'll get back to you on Tuesday with it. Don't close it. I'm not closing <laughs> So yeah, we were going to do Nightmare Before Christmas, but we don't own it. And I did not pre-plan that. Yeah. So we're but doing we, Die We Hard do 2. own the entire... Oh, we, I'm actually missing a film. So we have four of the five. Which one are you missing? The last one that came out, but I've, I've never seen it. Oh, so the fifth one, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant like one of your DVDs was yeah. missing. I was like, oh no, are you missing number three? Cause... It's like something like Die the Hardest or some shit like Die that. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Maybe that's Die Harder. <laughs> Die Harder. <laughs> that's the one I have not seen, yeah. So we're going to do two, and then we're going to do three, and I'm really excited about three, because one and three are my favorites, because those are the best ones. So yeah, that's our, our version of Celebrating <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Watching all the Die Hard films. <laughs> oh, wait, we didn't introduce ourselves. We didn't introduce ourselves. <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting Mistakes Were Made. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the lit in a fantastic fucking way by our beautiful Christmas tree, the angelic, the fantastic, the funniest idiot I know, Kristen <laughs> Bloom. <laughs> oh, Apple. You're fine. And you are? I'm Brett. Oh. <laughs> said that first i always said first <laughs> yeah our christmas tree came in handy last night we had the most romantic candlelit dinner because i was standing in the kitchen crying because i had a migraine <laughs> that was like crushing my skull and talk about greatest husband of all fucking time yeah. beautiful steak dinner got steak got potatoes got corn on the cob fucking the dishwasher's running the dryers are running you say you've got a migraine. I shut all the lights out in the entire apartment, killed the dishwasher, killed the dryer, and then sat back and let it calm down. And then we had a candlelit dinner. Super very sweet. Yeah. I am I very sweet. Woke it's up. not a passive trait. No, you're not anymore. No. Just yesterday. Right, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I woke up yesterday with like a really sore neck and the worst migraine. So I basically stayed in bed till noon and then finally dragged myself out of bed and did the chores and all that shit. And by the time... Brett got home, um, I guess just like the momentum of like doing the 
mm-hmm. dishes in the laundry and going to the store like kind of wore off and I just felt like super overwhelmed and it was yeah. very noisy and very bright and yeah, I was just like standing in the kitchen trying to plate the food and then I just started crying and Brett was like, what's wrong? I was like, my head hurts so bad. And you were like, do you want to eat soup? We can put this away. I was like, no. <laughs> so yeah, we had a nice candlelight slash tree light dinner. It's yeah. Very romantic. And we were listening to Eric Clapton's Unplugged, one of my favorite albums for when things are, need to be slowed the fuck down. So I was like, I'm going to put on some like upbeat country pop music. She's going to be happy about that. Not like country pop pop. <laughs> you know. It was nice. But before dinner, what did we do? Outside. Oh, shit. Yeah, so Missoula apparently used to have this tradition where they had a flying Santa Claus. Um, How did you find that? Uh, I read the news every single day, so like four times a day. In the news? Yeah. So they... They haven't done this thing in like 16 years, but because 2020 has been just the shittiest thing that's ever happened to fucking humanity, um, they decided to bring it back for the kids. So basically what they do is they hook this like neon Santa with reindeer and a complete with a flashing red bulb for Rudolph's nose underneath a helicopter, and then they fly it all the way around the city. So like the city, if you've never been here, you're not familiar uh, is kind of in a valley. So all around us are mountains, and they just flew the ridge line of the mountains. So you could see Santa literally off our... I mean, we live across from the airport, so we got to kind of see it take off. But if you stood out on the back patio like we did last night, we got to see Santa go right by the apartment. It's pretty cool, actually. It's pretty chill. Like, we don't even have kids, and it was, like, really exciting. <laughs> as far enough away that you couldn't see it, like, super clearly, but you could tell it was Santa in the sleigh with the reindeer, mm-hmm. and, yeah, Rudolph had a red flashing nose. And I was like, it's kind of nice that it's off in the distance, because yeah. then if a kid's watching it, they can kind of buy into it a bit more, like, oh, it's Santa. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it, pretty it gets cool. so dark out here, because they don't have a lot of street lights. you can't really see the helicopter, so unless you're looking for the chopper lights, it does kind of look like Santa's just going by. It was pretty <laughs> cool. I thought that was neat. I hope they, which I know that's probably kind of costly, but I hope they consider bringing that back for good. I think they, yeah. I, guess, I don't know if they get donations for it or what, and I guess they mm-hmm. stopped doing it was my understanding because they thought the money would go better towards other things. Yeah, so. but like, I guess this is a good time to like introduce our main topic today. This is the final talk episode of 2020. There will be one more. It will be our Die Hard 2 review. <laughs> That'll come out before this one. But this is our last Friday so this slash is our Saturday, last Friday, Saturday slash Sunday. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what day I Kristen's mood. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just talking about 2020 in general, the the Missoula Howl thing that they were doing out here. You know, they did it all over the country and all over the world, where it shows support for the healthcare workers for the first two weeks when we all thought this was just going to last two weeks. But here, people used to stand out on their balconies and howl like a wolf for like a whole minute at eight o'clock. And I loved it. It was like such a cool, like, community thing. Like, I felt like. You feel less like you were alone. Yeah, it was awesome. And I I felt the same way last night watching the Flying Santa. I was like, yeah, it's dumb. It's not fixing the fucking issue, but it's something. Yeah, it's something that everybody is the community knows. At six o'clock, Santa's going to start his flight. So you can like track him with your family and you can look outside and you can see it. And these nice moments that like alleviate a lot of the stress, even if it's only for a few seconds. I like that. I think about um, this town, I'm sure when 
Murfreesboro was smaller. Maybe they had more like tight knit community stuff yeah. like that. But I feel like I grew up in Murfreesboro, so it was this small when I was like ten. But I feel like as <laughs> Nashville kind of bled into the outlying cities around it, like it mm. kind of just got to be the same hustle and bustle that you get in Nashville, and it everything felt very commercial and disconnected. Mm-hmm. So even if you were going to like your local bar or local restaurant or whatever, it still didn't have that like sense of like, we're all in yeah. this together. It was just like, oh, my favorite bar was like a transient bar for truckers. <laughs> yeah, So that, I think that's been probably my favorite thing about this town is there's still this sense of like togetherness mm-hmm. that I don't think I ever felt in Murfreesboro or even the town I grew up in, like the town I grew up in felt more like one of those, Small town gossip towns where yeah. everybody knows everybody, but everybody's talking about everybody. The town Kristen grew up in, in the Nashville area, we saw it as the tiny little gossip town. We thought you guys had, like, fucking Confederate flags painted on your Monte Carlos. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that aggressively uh, conservative. There are definitely a lot of, like, rednecks that have con- or yeah Confederate flags and mm-hmm. stuff, but... Um, it was just kind of like a farm town, really. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, very rural. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was just it. Like, there was just nothing to do. Yeah, you're 45 minutes outside of the city in mm-hmm. the middle of fucking nowhere. Everything closes at 5 o'clock. You can't do shit. And yeah, like, if you... Like, yeah, it's a traditional Tennessee drink in the pickup truck in the middle of a field town. Yeah, like, the hangout <laughs> was the Big Lots parking lot. Like, if you wanted <laughs> to go shopping for anything at all, you had to drive, like, 45 minutes to find something of quality mm-hmm. like there was like a walmart and shit in town and there was a mall in town but if you wanted like nice clothes you had to drive to murfreesboro <laughs> so yeah it was just one of those towns where nothing ever happened all you did was like work and go to school that's weird because growing up like i viewed murfreesboro as a small town so like i'm trying to like put my head i'm not gonna out you for where you grew up um, there's only one high school yeah Everybody goes to the same school. You there don't have There are more a people that went to my high school than <laughs> went to Kristen's entire town. Well, no. The high school was pretty large. So, like, there was a high no, dropout. Mean, the school I went to, there were more kids in that school at any given time than there were people in the town that you I grew up in. My, my graduating class was actually, when it started, pretty large. Hmm. Um, but to be fair... Um, the surrounding smaller towns got bust into that high school yeah. too. So it wasn't just my town. So I guess maybe that's still accurate. But <laughs> yeah. Um, they had a very high dropout rate because like I said, it was a very heavy farming town after the yeah. factories left. There were factories there for a while too. So a lot of people worked in the factories, but uh, people would drop out of school and just help run their family's farm. Cause that's mm-hmm. what they were going to do for the rest of their lives. So I think whenever I started high school, uh, my freshman year, there were like 600 and something of us in just my class. Yeah. So like freshmen. And then by the time I graduated, I think we were down to like three or 400 people. So like a couple hundred people had dropped out. It was crazy. This is literally <coughs> the story of Journeys Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> small town girl living in a lonely world. Yeah, I don't miss it. <laughs> but even then, the like... <laughs> but that's the nice thing about He was here. a city boy. Murray <laughs> Murray. Murray Murray. But yeah, no, that's the nice thing about here is as small as my town was, like there's more than one high school here. Yeah. So this is bigger than the town I grew up in. Um, like I said, it didn't feel... Like, the community feeling that there is here. Mm -hmm. So, it's nice. I love it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I've, I went off in my head. I was like, don't stop. <laughs> but yeah, that, so let's talk about 2020. Fuck it. This is our last conversation one of the year. It's not going to time out right. It's going to come, you know, a few days before the new year, but we're not going to get a, an official New Year's episode out. It'll come out after Christmas, I think, which is the important part. Yeah, it'll definitely come out after Christmas because I'm not editing this before <laughs> Christmas. I can't be relied on like that. God damn. Uh, so, it sucked. Yeah, it wasn't good. It sucked. Turns out terrible. Terrible, terrible. I, I have not been this excited to see a year go away in a while. It's weird because it, nothing's going to change. No, I know. It's just going to keep being like this. Yeah, and there's apparently a new strain of the virus, yeah. so it might even be worse next year for all we know. But <laughs> no, I, I think there is just that we trick ourselves into believing a new year means all these new possibilities. Yeah, new year, new me. Yeah. So, no, the same disease. It really just means all these people are going to be crawling in my gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we trick ourselves into buying that. So, yeah, I'm so fucking excited to see 2020 go. <laughs> I just hope 2021 is at least as funny as 2020 was. You know? <laughs> Like, the, 2020 had just weird, fucked up moments. Like, Kanye West ran for president. Lil Wayne endorsed the president. <laughs> yeah. Our president was going through an impeachment trial back in February, and the year was so nuts, we don't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. No. There was way, way crazier shit. Yeah, and I don't know. I Eminem dropped two albums. The first one was good. <laughs> Marilyn Manson dropped one album. It was good. <laughs> Who, who's your third one? You always say, there's three of them. You're always like, my life would be complete. If, yeah, if they the came together. One? Who's the third one? I can't remember. Eminem, Marilyn Manson. Isn't there one more where you're like, if they would drop an album? Usually? Not off the top of no. my head. Oh, well. Um. <laughs> Joanna Lucas dropped two albums this year, I believe. ADHD and uh, Evolution. So that was pretty cool. Were they good? They were awesome. <laughs> Anything Joiner does is I'm like these are the things that I have for 2020. <laughs> Any, we got married. We got married. <laughs> that was dick. awesome. Chuck Palahniuk dropped a book. <laughs> I like how I'm like third to Joiner Eminem and, <laughs> and right above Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> we got married at a time where people were like, "Oh man, you're getting married in the middle of this chaos. It's all going to be over, and you'll be able to spend time with your family." Turns out, nope. <laughs> we would still be waiting to be able to fly back home to have a gathering without they, going bankrupt in the process. I think they turned around and shut everything back down again, too, so I don't know if we could even do it now. Because mm -hmm. I know some stuff never opened back up at all. I don't know if they closed the courthouse again or not. What we need to do is go and listen to this episode from 2019. Because we did a end of the year episode for 2019. We we're did. like, oh, it's been this, it's been that. These are my things I'm gonna get done. You <laughs> know, see, we're starting we our production company. We're gonna be hanging out in all these bars, making all these fucking friends, and then March. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no dreams or aspirations for you. Um, no, but I feel like it, I have very mixed feelings about 2020. Like collectively, overall, it really kind of sucked. It was not a great year. Um, there's not a lot of things about 2020. Not on like, a personal level, but, like, yeah, on a world level yeah. and security level. Yeah. Um, but collectively, there's not a lot of things <laughs> I'm going to look back on at 2020 and be like, oh, that was fun, you know, because yeah. 
um, yeah, we moved to a new town that we've still not really even gotten a chance to get to know because yeah. as soon as we got here, everything closed. People are like, you've lived here for a year and a half and you don't know the street yet? And it's like, no, I have no fucking idea. I can't I go, go anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> I go to my bookstore. I can tell you how to get to the bookstore. <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess we could go to some places, but Brett and I have been just kind of playing it safe this year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's been good and bad because I feel like much in the same way doing this podcast has like it's taught me a lot of like resilience and discipline um you learned how to change a tire in 2020 i did (laughs) sort of you did most of the work (laughs) i kind of know how to do it now i've never done it at all before so (laughs) yeah that was fun (laughs) but um not like I don't know. Like, I I struggle with depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So, like, whenever shit gets overwhelming, it's, you know, kind of significantly overwhelming for me a lot of the time. And, um, you know, even kind of relatively small defeats can feel like massive defeats. So, I think having to deal with so much uncertainty this year has kind of given me a bit of resilience where it's like if I have faith and I keep showing up, things will work out. And, um, we've been rejected two and a half times from our requests to work at the university. I only call it a half because they've not told us no yet. (laughs) I've gotten a couple of other rejections from other companies though. Um, The two and a half of peace at the university. (laughs) And I actually, um, cause we had that talk about the Stephen King, like, buying the spike so he had something bigger to put his rejection letters on because it used to be a thumbtack at one point i used a railroad spike yeah and like the past couple of rejections that i've gotten from jobs i've submitted to i've just been like well okay so that one wasn't Mm -hmm. the one you know instead of before i was like man that sucks so i I think 2020 has been good for that like it's, it's been a year where you've had to kind of learn i think collectively everyone not just you and i to like kind of dig your heels in and you know yeah just keep your chin up because <laughs> um, yeah it's, it feels like every time you're kind of sort of starting to catch your breath it's just another thing <laughs> yeah i think it's done that for a lot of people but especially people with anxiety like this manic fucking year has felt so normal to me because at least this time it's actually happening yeah. it's like what i've said in the past where i'm like i can't imagine being a schizophrenic at this year you know, where you're like, oh my God, the world government really is fucking real and it's falling apart and there's a <laughs> pandemic and every a cough could kill me. Like if you're out there and I'm losing the word, but if you're afraid of germs, I'm a germaphobe <laughs> uh, that, that has an H. Can't remember. Hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Um, <laughs> if you're out there and you're one of those, God bless. I fucking feel terrible for you right now. But as a person with bipolar disorder who tends to work himself up into fucking delusions it's nice to know that the world's fucked up <laughs> it's like i feel like we all have bipolar disorder it's like they get me now yeah, like i'm hanging out in a world that finally understands it's like <laughs> oh you get it you're scared now of fucking everything there are trust me there are too many people in one aisle at that walmart they're trying yeah. to kill you with their oh, coughs man. <laughs> yeah, I've been way more acutely aware of that because I've never been the kind of person that was bothered by, um, like, I don't Black Friday shop or anything like that, yeah. so the, those kinds of crowds bother me. I don't want to be near that many people, but, like, just, like, going to the grocery store, going mm-hmm. clothing shopping at kind of, like, busier hours of the day don't normally bother me, and this year, yeah, I've been, like, acutely aware of yeah. 
the people around me in a way I've never been before. Please get away from me. Yeah, can you please back the fuck up? <laughs> Why are you following me around this Walmart? <laughs> Anytime I've had to do grocery shopping around a holiday, too, it's been, like, the worst. It feels like it's Black Friday shopping. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you all just go home <laughs> so I can do my shopping? <laughs> we learned that it was not a conspiracy theory that the Jews brought us. That's what we learned, and it wasn't, like, it didn't go away after the election. Huh? I was thinking about crazy things that people I don't even know what you're referencing. People thought that it was a conspiracy, COVID, and that it would go away post-election. Oh, yeah. But it didn't. Turns out it's getting worse. Yeah. But there is is a vaccine. (laughs) I'm not taking the fucking vaccine. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not take taking it. the vaccine because I saw that Will Smith movie where he was alone in New York. <laughs> and that all started because they were trying to rush to kill cancer. And then everybody turned into vampire zombies. And when I, I explained that to my mother, she goes, well, if you don't want to, I understand. <laughs> I don't think I would rush to take it first, just in case. Um, Pence has it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, has the vaccine or has mm-hmm. the... Oh, I didn't know he'd taken it. Yeah. He goes, oh, didn't even feel a thing. It's like, oh, you're so tough. <laughs> robot created by Reagan. <laughs> um, I don't think I'd rush to take it first just because I feel like in those first um, few stages, they're still kind of working it out. So I think once they start actually giving it to people, you kind of see if there are any like adverse side effects. So I would take it yeah. after the few first few rounds have gone. Yeah, but we wouldn't know if Pence turned into a vampire zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like all the healthcare workers and shit that are taking it right now, not Pence. I could give two fucks about Pence. (laughs) You're such a weirdo. I know. It works for me. But no, too, we were also listening to um, a bit from Bill Burr, like talking about early in his career Mm -hmm. how. The futon bit. Well, it's, and also the thing where he was saying he had had to work for, you know, 20, 30 years or whatever before his career had really kind of come to a place where he mm-hmm. considered himself successful. And I think this podcast and maybe combined with how weird this year has been has kind of helped me with that, too, because, like, I feel like maybe I've been a little unfairly indignant about how successful I am at times. Like, it's like, oh, like, I've learned all this stuff and worked so hard and I went to school and got a degree and damn it, why won't you hire me? Man, you know? isn't yeah. the world nice? Yeah. I carried my backpack and half-assed wrote a bunch of papers about subjects I didn't give a fuck about. Respect me. So, yeah, I As think... a person with an arts degree, I understand. <laughs> I No, I've got the... You've science. got the arts. No, I've got the science degree. God You've damn got it. the arts degree. You have yeah, a BA. Fucking, I have a BS. God damn it. <laughs> Remember, I'm a scientist. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> BS. <laughs> BS degrees. <laughs> the science. I think if I got my master's from I am an artiste. <laughs> I think if I got my master's from the college here, though it is a master of the arts, so I think yeah. if I did it here, it'd be an MA. Um, but anyway, Nobody yeah. wants MS. <laughs> you're terrible <laughs> you're horrible <laughs> but anyway um like yeah i i feel like because i don't know like i own um all of my own gear like there's still some stuff i'm missing that i need to kind of complete my kit but like i own all of my own gear like i make my own 
films on the side, like, even post-college. And, like, I feel like I've been, like, a little indignant about the fact that, like, other people I went to school with, like, don't do that kind of stuff on the side. So I'm like, well, I work hard, you know? Like, (laughs) why isn't this panning out for me? And, like, it's nice to hear a story of someone that is good at what they do and is respected in the community um, that they're involved in and had to work hard because, yeah, like, there are days where I've felt in the past where it's like, this is never going to pan out. Yeah, and that's how I always feel, like, about Burr in particular because I was in high school when the Monday Morning Podcast, like, his big show, um, launched when he was still doing it from his cell phone and he was leaving himself, like, 15-minute voicemails. Is basically what he would do. So, like, he'd be at the airport waiting to go to another hell gig, and he'd pull out his cell phone and leave a voicemail for himself, and then that would be the podcast. And it would just be him going, oh, look at that fat fuck in that red shirt. <laughs> there was absolutely no, nothing you could gain from listening to it. It was him rambling about sports or people that were, like, in his way in traffic when he was recording the voicemail. And I remember the shift to, like, more of a studio setup. But, like, at that time, like, he was arguing with his downstairs neighbor. So, like, you could hear his neighbor yelling at him when he would start flipping out. You know, he'd have to cut out gaps where he was screaming in a hotel room. And the fucking staff had to come and see if he was killing somebody in there. (laughs) So I almost remember that moment where he started to get the momentum. And it was a really interesting thing to watch. Well, I think that's... I don't know, like, that's kind of reassuring, I guess, for me, because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like when we first started doing this podcast, like... We were just hammered. <laughs> well, when we first started doing this podcast, I think I expected it to be more successful faster than it was, yeah. and we used I'm to... I'm brilliant! Why the fuck do you mean the audience <laughs> isn't just finding me? Well, we used to check the <laughs> stats a lot more often yeah. back when we first started. We'd shout out, like, our new states or our new countries or whatever, and, like, Come I on, feel... India! <laughs> guy. I think I felt like back then, like, oh, this is just going to catch fire and, like, we're just going to be, you know... Big shit. Yeah, like, within a matter of months and then this year um, in particular, I think, just because it was such a rough year, it's felt kind of more... Kind of similar to, I guess, like, me starting going back to the gym again. Like, there are days Mm -hmm. where it's like, man, I'm not in the mood, and we don't have any show notes, and what are we even going to talk about? Yeah, hence the Christmas clutter (laughs) fight. Yeah, like, is the content even interesting at all? And, like, I think, um, like, in the same way of me going to the gym or Stephen King's um, bit and on writing about just showing up for the day, like... I think, if nothing else, like, some of these episodes I'm not going to look back on as, like, episodes I want to yeah. remember, but, like, they're... But you're creating the content. Bu- it's building a better. discipline, yeah. too. Like, we keep showing up, we keep working at it, and we're finding this, like, rhythm where, like, we have learned, even in awkward moments, how to talk to each other, and, like, mm-hmm. I've never been a public speaker type person. So like when we first started doing this, we'd sit down in front of the mic and I'd be so consciously aware of the fact that there was a mic there. and like, what am I saying? And, um, how does my voice sound and my harsh S's that (laughs) come out like just then. And like, just very conscious of myself and my own insecurities. And the longer we do this, even whenever like there are days where I'm like, I just don't want to, it's like building this like momentum of, I've got the discipline to show up regardless and like feel more comfortable at it and like look at you instead of look at the mic. So it's been, 
I think a good year for that too, because like there's nothing else for us to do. No Winston scratching at the letterbox. <laughs> 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 like, we've we've learned to like because yeah, the clutterfuck episode felt so <laughs> absurd. Like yeah. it felt terrible. Was and, like, it hilarious though? Because I'm yeah. definitely gonna have to go back and listen to it. Like in the moment while we were recording it, I was like, "This is the worst episode." I felt ever. the same way. I was sitting here going, "Don't yell at your wife. Be patient." <laughs> <laughs> and then I can listen to it today and it's it, there's no value like information wise to it we said nothing of value in that episode I learned a little bit about Star Wars I remember that <laughs> I learned that episode, you know C3.19 C pi I like that even when we have episodes now just because we keep coming back and doing this even if the stats aren't like as yeah. good as I would want them to be like we found a way to work through even kind of the dog shit episodes. Well, for me, the Sunday episode, and this is like how I had to get over that mic fright that happened in the first little bit, is I, get, I listen to the show. I don't care if anybody else listens to the show. I like to listen to it because I like to hear your voice. It, Winston is literally burying. <laughs> taking a shit. <laughs> he is taking a shit. Three oh, and a Mike. half feet away from the fucking very... <laughs> All right. He's, just, he's the reason I have to vacuum all the time. He's just kicking litter all over himself. It's buried, you fat fuck. Dude. All right, I guess. Anyway. Winston drop. You listen to the episode? I listen to the episodes because like, I, I go to sleep and I can't go to sleep unless there's a sound in the room. And I like your voice. So I listen to the episodes for that. And also to like try to take things out of them. But... For me, I'm the only person who listens to our show. Like, I'd never see the stats. I don't have the login information for any of the sites. I don't promote shit. Which to be fair, to I'm my not restricting detriment. him from it. He I just, just I'm very forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like to me, it's a it's a living journal in ways uh, for yeah. the Sunday stuff, especially on ones where we have limited topics. And it's just like, hey, how's the week going? Are you hanging in there? You know? No. Are you out there being an artist? I'm sorry. We don't have like a big breakdown on character theory or arc today. We don't have a massive movie that we've seen that's like changed our lives, you know? Like we don't have anything of artistic merit, but like episodes like that um, just feel like a journal of our lives. Like I'll remember... Santa Claus flying behind the apartment, largely because it got brought up at the beginning of this episode. And every time I find myself listening to this episode, oh, Brett, if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> the aliens are real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, messages for a future self. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'll do with I'm that gonna information. I'm going to name this episode that messages for future yeah, self. Yeah, Brett, Brettception. I think we already have a Brettception, but whatever <laughs> but you know what i mean like it feels more journalistic you know a little bit more freeform yeah and i i wonder um sorry you made me conscious of the microphone for the oh, first time in like 50 episodes sorry uh i wonder because you listen to a lot more podcasts than i do do you find you enjoy those type of episodes more um the free flow or yeah or do you like the kind that are scripted because i feel like a lot of the 
crime shows that we listen to minus maybe like last podcast or a bit more last podcast is beautiful because you can tell it's scripted if you pay attention yeah it's a written script by like an improv comedian a comedian and a drummer like (laughs) like a researcher rather with marcus um but then recently I found uh, Parcast, which is like a Spotify exclusive. And those are harshly scripted. Um, almost everybody on their network that I've listened to so far. It's like, and then when he was 12 years old, he went the da ba And I don't, I don't know how you feel because you listen to that kind of stuff more. But for me, it kind of takes it's me out of it. has got a very NPR vibe. Yeah, like it takes me out of it because it feels, and they're, it's almost like they're super conscious of the way that they talk too. Like I have my harsh S's yeah. and like <laughs> I don't have radio voice. Yeah, they're and, trying to do 1950s radio voice. Yeah, and like it feels so unauthentic to me. Yeah. Like even if the story is interesting, the presentation doesn't mm-hmm. feel sincere. What I like is the middle ground, which to me is sword and scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's definitely a scripted episode, but it feels like he's talking to you and then interspersing all... this story with these like interviews in between. The way he does it is almost like unsolved mysteries where you would have yeah. the host being like, and on tonight's episode. But occasionally then... he gets pissed off at his own audience and he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the best idea. <laughs> but like, do you, do you find one more enjoyable than the other? Or do you like them? It depends way? on who is doing the show. Yeah. You know, like, um, I can't not bring it up, but fucking Rogan... You know, his whole thing is freeform. He doesn't roll off show notes. Like, he might come in with, like, a few things that he wants to talk mm-hmm. about. That's why he brings the person there. But he largely just has conversations with very interesting people. It's gotten him in trouble you know, a bunch of fucking times. And it's gotten his guests in trouble, most notably Elon, you know, coming on there and smoking the weed. And having this massive thought about, you know, how we're all one and... <laughs> and such um and i love the legion of skanks the people that you you hate <laughs> i, hate I fucking love them I don't know why. because it's offensive free form it's so terrible. like they're just always poking each other to say the more fucked up thing um i don't mind a hyper scripted one like i found a couple of things on parcast where i like the hosts and they feel like they're better readers uh but it's still very scripted so they're better readers and better writers than others. So I don't mind scripted if it's done right, but I hate scripted where it's like, and this is the five o'clock news. <laughs> yeah, I think that bothers me a lot. And I think especially, I don't know if maybe I'm more conscious of it now that you and I have a podcast and you and I have our own production company. And because 2020 has been such a, like a, a closed off year where you didn't really have any other options except to stay home and listen to podcasts and watch movies and read books and stuff like that. So when Kristen says I listen to podcasts, we're talking maybe 12 hours out of a 24 hour fucking period. He listens to podcasts all day long. (laughs) So it's not like the same three shows you listen to. I've got like 50 and I keep up. (laughs) His his earbuds are his most used accessory. Um, But I, I don't know. I feel like 2020 is kind of sharply pulled into focus like people make fun of people that have arts degrees or whatever and act like they're useless and like you'll never go anywhere yeah. and like i feel like 2020 has been such an exhausting leveled the playing field it's like oh <laughs> yeah. now none of us can get hired well welcome to the world bitch well, <laughs> well not even that um 2020 has just been such an exhausting year where the people that actually do 
um, take COVID seriously and have been staying home, like the only option you have is to indulge in the arts because there is nothing else. Yeah. Like you can't go out to eat, you can't go travel, you can't. But there's like, some awesome Netflix shows. Yeah, and like some Netflix good podcast. Is, yeah, I've been cranking out some like incredible content. So I think maybe that's why like the scripted podcasts bother me a bit mm-hmm. because I feel like. In 2020 in particular, like arts in general, whether it's painting or movies or books or podcasts or whatever, have been vital to survival. And like yeah, the Tiger King saved America. <laughs> and like having... Without that bitch Carol Baskins, we would have come apart. But we all saw Tiger King. So like you're like, the left, the right, the virus, the masks. <laughs> but we all know. That bitch, Carol Baskins. Killed her husband. She definitely <laughs> killed her fucking husband. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. It was so ridiculous. Um, but no, I, I feel like, to some extent, like being raw and vulnerable and real and just authentic with your audience in a mm-hmm. year that's been so hard for everyone is vital because I think we now more than ever need that connection. Yeah. And I, I think the scripted podcasts to me, like even if there's a ton of research that go into them, still feel like you're putting a wall between you and your mm-hmm. audience whenever they're like, like you said, like the five o'clock news or whatever, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't feel like authentic art. It feels like somebody wrote a research paper. And know? they're reading it too. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I don't, I don't know. Like I'd, I... I like show notes. Um Another person you hate from the Legion of Skanks does the real ass podcast, Louis J. Gomez. I can't um, stand him. You, you don't like him. I, love I think him. he's my think, least favorite of them all. I think he's all. hilarious because he reminds me of people I grew up with. He's my least favorite of them all. <laughs> he's such a fucking douche on the show. He may be fantastic in real life, but on the show, he's yeah. such a dick. But his saying um, on the real ass podcast is like he comes in every time with show notes. Mm-hmm. And if they never get to the show notes, they had an awesome episode. So, like, the show notes are, like, a backup. And we've done shows where we've started off on our first topic and gone an hour and missed three quarters of the paper because I've, like, borrowed that little bit of philosophy because this is an art form that's only, like, 15 years old. (laughs) It's like being around for the invention of the radio and being that, this is the 5 o'clock news guy. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to be better about, um, because I feel like in the past, like some of our transitions between topics have been really obvious. Go listen to the Christmas clutterfuck. Anyway, and moving forward. <laughs> we know we had no show notes at all. Like, but there have been times before where it was like, and our next note. And like, I've yeah. been trying to be better about using um, just like very vague kind of. Yeah, things points. that are open ended. Yeah, so like if our conversation kind of flows that way, it's like, oh, yeah, like also that thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so it feels a little more natural. <laughs> I don't always nail it, but. But we're be- working on it. We're, we're doing really well. For as young as the art form is. So don't beat yourself up if you have like an, an off episode or we have like a weird moment. Yeah, we have a few of those. <laughs> All the time. Mistakes were made, not we got it perfect. <laughs> that will forever be we're my We're artists excuse. looking for other artists. <laughs> Even if 5,000 episodes in, we're still a little rough around the edges. My excuse will forever yeah. be we named it Mistakes Were Made. <laughs> well, it's what Joe Rogan says about his show where he's like, go listen to the first like 300 episodes. He didn't, episode number one, there was no such thing as a podcast. Like, there were three people doing it in the whole goddamn world. And he was just trying to, like, do an AMA with his fan base and smoke a lot of weed. 
My he never foresaw that he would one day sell that concept for a hundred million dollars to Spotify. But my. now the so many of them you can't keep up. Yeah, <laughs> it's harder to make it too. My my goal though is in future to have improved so much that I'm trying to coax you into letting me delete the older episodes. Yeah, one of these days, <laughs> Brett's conspiracy theory about how the government's going to stop him from blowing up a car with fucking police permission. <laughs> On a indie movie set <laughs> where we can't afford props to blow up a fake car, so I have to blow up a real car. That'll no longer exist. But this one will, and then you'll be confused. The other one isn't there anymore. No, they'll probably all exist, but yeah, that's my goal is to have improved so much. I look back at, the, or at these episodes and go, should we really leave those up, though? Those are pretty bad. I think so, yeah, because it shows growth. Well, you mm-hmm. can still go find the old Bill Burr episodes where he's like, fuck that fat guy in the red shirt over there. Are they on <coughs> his network, though, or are they just on YouTube? I think they're still up. They might, he, I, I can't speak for it. Like, you might have to YouTube them, but they're definitely out there in the world. He's not taken away from them. The episodes from his old place where he was fighting with his neighbor were my favorite. <laughs> because they would get in screaming matches, and then he would, like, run into the room and be like, the motherfucker downstairs! <laughs> I like to, um, which is, I mean, I don't listen to Burr's podcast really, but like the clips that you showed me that like he doesn't cut out the interruptions, like whenever his wife comes and bugs him and he has like an aside with her. His kid came in the room and revealed that Neo was pregnant again. It was one of the (laughs) cutest moments. And he left that in there. (laughs) Yeah. It was, well, I wasn't going to say anything for another six months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Because I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean eventually it's I'd so like to... It's soap opera-y, but I love shows, so... Like, eventually I'd like to have, like, a more professional studio setting for our mm-hmm. podcast. But, like, I don't think I'll still edit out the random, like... If Jax is hanging out in the studio, yeah. Jack's licking up his water, I'll be like, oh, well, that's just part of the show today. There he is. He's a character. <laughs> I like that, because it, it almost feels like... <laughs> The people that are listening or in the room with you, like, hanging Mm. out. And you can kind of visualize, like, oh, Jax is over there being an asshole. (laughs) Well, I think podcasts have thrived in 2020 because, and this is me included, I've already admitted that I listen to a shitload of shows. I've got two different apps to find shows, and I listen to fucking everything. Um, They're for, like, emotionally lonely Fucking isolated, fucked up Very individuals. Oh, well, like I'm, I'm fucked up. <laughs> so like I, I don't have a lot of friends in our immediate area, so I'm not having a lot of free form discussions with people, right? I have them with you and like one or two guys at work where we can actually talk. And in the era of quarantine. Everybody needs conversation. You know? <laughs> they're, 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 they're hoping for it. And so through these types of episodes, you know, like I think that does a good thing. I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Beers caught me. Welcome <laughs> to the world. Welcome to the world. Do you have any um, goals for 2021? Since we're like... What, a week and a half away? Yeah. Hopefully in 2021, I would like to, I'd like to network and try to pull the artists of the city together. That was my initial goal coming out here. 2020 kicked me in the nuts and sent me off track. 
there's a way to do it that I haven't figured out yet. And I hope more people around the world are doing that. Pull your artists. Grab them. Because you desperately fucking need them. And they're going to start writing the same story if you don't pull them together. And create some form of artistic competition again. I think 2021 is going to be great for Missoula. Um, because they're building that studio. And they just moved that show up here. Um and we live in a city that has like only 40 some odd percent of the population has a bachelor's degree. So like, and it's a art artsy type school. <laughs> the, the writing program's huge. Um, I'd like to pull some of those writers who've just been sitting around and writing Dungeons and Dragons scripts or they're afraid to share their stuff I'd like to yank them all out of the ground and see if we can get them behind us as a proper company. Because we set out to create a think tank of creatives across writing, filmmaking, painting, drawing, graphic design, musicians I'd be interested in. Just creating this fucking bubble around us where it's like, all right. So there's 77,000 people here. I found the coolest 10 or 15. Let's fucking light it on fire. Go. Who's up next? <laughs> Finally get your writing group at the pub going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted. Just If I could walk across the street to the Highlander, and there were 10 writers in that bar, and we could sit around the table and switch drafts with each other, Everybody brings in a manuscript. You've got a month to read you the one that you've been given. And then next month, we're going to switch it over. Leave the notes. Everybody gets a different color pen. And then, you know, by the end of the year, maybe you hand that manuscript back to the person who originally sent it off. Now they've got distance. And they've got ten people's notes. (laughs) You're forever walking places that are definitely further than... Is reasonably walkable, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have any DUIs, so I'm doing very well. I was like, it's not that far, but it is far enough you probably shouldn't walk it. <laughs> it's a mile when you're drinking. I mean, it's a cigarette-length fucking walk. <laughs> I think on a personal level for me, um, the the burr thing that we were listening to last night. Definitely. The burr thing? Burr oh. thing. <laughs> I was like, how fucked up did I get on Merlot? We watched birthing videos? No, the Bill Burr uh, (coughs) thing that we were listening to last night kind of struck a chord with me because I I think I've maybe been a little impatient with myself, like feeling a bit like I'm spinning wheels and going nowhere when really this is kind of the phase of building the foundation. And um, like... You made happy birthday. You made brainstorm. And, um, like, I I felt, um, when I've been, like, applying for other jobs and stuff, like, I I send them, like, a link to, like, the collection of my work that's on my website. But, like, I felt like before, whenever it came to, like, making a demo reel or whatever, like, I didn't have enough content that was worth 
trying to showcase my work in that way. And um, I was thinking about it while I was in the shower where all my best ideas were. <laughs> um, and I was like, no, I could actually make a pretty cool. I think I they like, come out of the bath because you disappear for two and a half hours <laughs> and then come back out and scribble shit like a madman. <laughs> Well, I, I was like having this whole visual in my mind and I'll talk about it off the mic with you because I don't want to talk about it on the mic of um, this little promo video I could make using the videos we've made already for the, uh, the Nightmare Box. Yeah. And um, kind of as like also a demo reel for my work in case I'm submitting in the future and they want a demo reel. It's like this is the type of stuff I've, you know, turned yeah. out already. Um, like I feel like you know, we didn't do anywhere near as many movies as I was hoping we were going to do this year, and we definitely didn't get the film festival, festival ready <laughs> by the end of the year like I was hoping. But uh, The whole world shut down. <laughs> we didn't see that coming in January. But we did two movies, and that's two more than we had last year. And we've, like I said, shown up and done this podcast pretty much every day. I think of the whole year, even with everything going on, we've only skipped maybe a handful yeah. of days max, you know? Um, and... Like, I feel like I've subconsciously been building this discipline of, like, all you have to do is just show up and um, with the uh, advice that Bill Burr was giving that guy about wanting to make it as a comedian, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't, like, self-sustaining currently. Um, First and foremost, get a job. Well... Yeah, and then go comedy after your shift or whatever it was because you and i both do have day jobs like his advice about if you're hanging out quit hanging out and be more efficient and like i feel like some days i'm just showing up and it's like i need to find the confidence and the momentum to be more efficient with the time that i'm using for the things that i actually want in my life Mm -hmm. instead of i'm here let's do this it's like how can i effectively get in here get this done and make it worthwhile um so i think this past year has been kind of just building the discipline and next year is going to be like how can i show up and make the most of this time yeah i'm not just physically here no i'm physically here with ideas yeah so that's kind of i guess my goal for 2021 is like showing up and being efficient with the hour that i have or if we're making a short film being efficient with the time that's in front of me and it's like I'm coming in. I know the shots that I want. I know how this is supposed to look. Let's get it done and go, go, get out. Go, 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 go. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's something I kind of want to work on is like having confidence in myself that I can show up and get it done. And all mm-hmm. I have to do is make the most of the time that's in front of me um, versus just being there. Mm-hmm. So 2021 goal. Knock it out of the park. 2021 goal for my 2021 goal. <laughs> Got any final thoughts, my love? Before I go make you food and we go watch motherfucking Die Hard too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a trying year, but I think like I've had years in the past that were just trying, and that was it. You know, like it just years, kicked the shit out yeah, of you, and there was nothing that, that you learned. Yeah, years that just felt exhausting, and it's like, why is this mm-hmm. like where my life is at right now? And I, I think, um. First and foremost, I'm very thankful for you and thankful for having had you here with me because I, <laughs> I don't think 2020 would have, I, I probably would have curled up in a ball and just cried <laughs> if you weren't here. Um, I would have had the saddest mass shooting in American history where like I walked into a store and I was like, God damn it, I forgot my mask. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot myself in my Chevy Tahoe. <laughs> Uh, but no, like, sincerely, I, like, on my 
bad days where I have like a migraine or the days where I'm sad and I don't want to get out of bed. You Mm -hmm. sit in bed with me or you turn the lights out and you make like these rough moments like, I don't know, like still positive in their own way, not just like bearable. Like I don't feel like I'm just kind of suffering through when you're here. So I'm I'm super thankful to have had you here, but I I think 2020 was trying. I love you. I think 2020 was trying in a way where it was like this is building something like this is building a foundation of strength and discipline and like building you to like a level of leadership um like in the company so like you and I are like growing as literal like producers and writers and directors mm-hmm. and like people that actually put out content instead of we work for other people so I think it, it's been a tough year, but a year where I feel like I came out on the other side feeling like I didn't just make it, like I accomplished things, mm-hmm. and that's been nice. I'm going to amp us up. You ready for an amp up episode? Ready. <laughs> I still have a bit of a headache, so sorry if I'm not quite so amped. <laughs> well, I was trying to find in my head like the perfect film moment that could represent it, and I can't. But I feel like in all those movies that we watch, right, like you've got the, like if you break it down into a five out of a three, um, that four part of the act where you've metaphorically had your ass kicked and now it's like, all right, bitch, and I'm back up off the ground. You can't knock me out. You never knock me down. That's the one I should have gone with. <laughs> Robert De Niro, Raging Bull. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, y'all got to move back on that bull like a something. Oh, the joiner song? Yeah. yeah. That would have been a much better reference. Um, but yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like I've got the shit kicked out of me, and I still am standing here going, I don't give a fuck. Hit me one more time. You're not going to fucking break me. If we fucking pulled through this bullshit fucking year, if you think about all the shit that we've gone through, where we've just had, you know, the whole world just shitting down our throat. (laughs) We're going to get killed by a goddamn virus. The entire economy has to collapse. Every place that you've ever loved to go to has to shut down. You're going to lose all your small fucking businesses. You can't see your family for the fucking holidays. If you can survive that, then you are on par with a veteran. Congratulations. (laughs) The whole world is like former active duty now. Like, it's kind of cool in that regard. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm used to not going home for the holidays. I'm used to not being able to do what I want to do. I'm used to not making as much money as I used to make. (laughs) Fuck it. Fight that shit. Let's do it big. They told you when you graduated with your bullshit and your BA. (laughs) Your BA and my bullshit. (laughs) I was talking to them, not you. Um, That it was a waste of time. But now uh, we found out that none of us are essential. And simultaneous all of us are, except for the Walmart people. Those are the most essential people that I've ever been. So charge in in 2021 with the knowledge that, like, your job doesn't give a fuck about you, your government doesn't give a fuck about you, you give a fuck about you, and the people that are around you take care of each other. Let's make some shit. That's all we can really do. But stand six feet apart when you do it, which is why it's really confusing for me when I try to rewrite my book. All right, so it wasn't as positive or as militant as I hoped it was. I am a little drunk. I'm going to go make dinner, and we are going to go watch Die Hard. Are you ready, love? I'm ready. All right. 
you want plugs, I guess, go fuck yourself. They're in the description. Uh-huh. Per use. Oh my god, why is he shooting me? Please stop shooting me. You're not hot. <laughs> it's still to the tune of Titanic. Why are you stuck on Titanic? <laughs> Get back to your Christmas. I can't get back to my Christmas. Ha 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 ha. Hans Gruber shot me. Please stop shooting the glass. I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. <laughs> all right, fuck this. And fuck all of you. I'm ready. <laughs>